podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and this is Accidental Podcast or something like that. My today's guest is Tracy James from Project Aspire. Hello, Tracy. How are you? Hi, Les. I'm really good, thank you. Really, really good. Delighted to be joining you today. Thank you. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome to know you. Awesome uh, that you're doing all that great help to other people and working with the council. Um, could you tell us who is Tracy James? Ah, who is Tracy James? <laughs> easy peasy, that one, Les. Easy peasy. Started <laughs> with easy question. Um, Tracy James, work Tracy James, um, I've been with BBC since 2002, so it's quite some time, it was my first um, appointment, so to speak, in a local authority, so it was all very new to me, and I started the role as a community safety warden, Mm -hmm. which was uh, fundamentally linked to kind of like all the environmental work, um, locally, in given given wards, Um, I was in a team, I think there were seven of us at the time, might have been yeah, seven, and we were placed in given wards across across the borough. So Ash, Westborough, Stoke. Um, it was absolutely, absolutely a delightful position to hold. Um, it was a huge learning curve from those early days. And um, what's happened over the years is we've now evolved into the now community wellbeing team, uh-huh. and um, fundamentally that's the core part of our every day and our every function. So. But me as Tracy, um, what do I do? My interests and hobbies, I love walking. Um, I love the Highlands. I went up about 10 years ago to visit some family, fell in love with the place and tried to go up at least twice a year. So I bore everybody with my stories, lots of mountains and, um, you know, snow and Narnia. And, but I absolutely love it up there. It's a magical, magical, uh, you know, it's a real calming and sense of finding yourself place, the Highlands. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, music, I love listening to music. I have a real eclectic mix. Everybody from um, David Bowers, Lady Gaga, Abba. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love a good dance around and I listen to most music. So kind of that's me really. Um, walking's my passion. I've had a, a recent diagnosis of, can you believe, showing my age, getting on a bit. And I've had a recent diagnosis um, of arthritis in one of my mm-hmm. feet which is a real it's really knocked me a bit actually and you'll know about that because I've said yeah. there's help what do I do what exercises do I need to do so thank you for that um, but you know all these things are sent to try us and we overcome them and that's a huge part of kind of what I try to do every day in my in my role we're faced with stuff um, so rather than actually not jump that hurdle and, and find it you know let, let's do it together and um, so similarly that's what I'm going to do with myself too so Excellent. So I'm going to drop, I've got a set of questions for you, but okay. I'm going to start with the, with the, with the odd one. Uh, I have to modify it. I ask that everybody who is on my podcast. Uh, the question is how the martial arts impacted your mental health, but because you don't do martial arts, <laughs> how the choir impacted your mental health? Because you're doing a choir because you, I know you're a member of choir and that's kind of similar yeah, activities. Absolutely. Um, for a whole host of reasons, um, I think for me, actually, that it initially started through work because it came up at a, at a conference 
about, you know, is there anything that was missing in the place of, that I was supporting? So currently that's Westford and Park Barn. And together with the colleagues that I was in that day, we, we spoke about music and a choir. But I have no musical background at all. Um, but literally six years, we've been now running for six years. We have a whole host of people, mainly coming from the Park Barn and Westbrook area. But um, singing, we've just found to be such an uplifting and amazing, um, you know, kind of group exercise. You do it individually, but you come together as a group. And it's just been, I hear some really, really lovely stories, people going out at the end of the day. That was amazing. I came really tired, but I've gone home feeling really good. So similarly, the choir is not as energetic as martial arts, but I have to say, I think fundamentally it has the same power behind it in that it uplifts, it brings people together. Um, it gives you a really good feeling and you kind of go endorphins that come with singing and being part of something is yeah, pretty magical. So uh, long may that continue. Yeah, I, I do agree that, that um being part of something and have a good good company it's always uplifting and helpful so mm. it doesn't matter what you do it is great um yeah okay now coming back to the subject um could you tell me something about more about your role and the uh, project aspire uh or aspire mm -hmm. uh, previous project aspire i know that some some changes now happened um can you tell us about it Absolutely. So currently I'm in a team of there's eight of us. So there are other community wardens that again are placed um, in different areas, but we're all supporting across Guildford Borough. We have an office in Park Barn and an office in Ash. Uh, we have a resident involvement um, officer, Georgina, who works with us and a neighbourhood connector, Willow. And fundamentally all of our roles is about um, community wellbeing. It's about connections, about engagement, it's about signposting helping people when they need funds, um, which is where Aspire fits in. Currently, as a team, most of us have been working from home since the um, onset of lockdown, but we have been placed in the most amazing role of supporting Guildford residents, again, across the borough, you know, as far as Effingham, right out to Ash, um, with the helpline calls. So we help to process those when the calls come in to either us directly through our... Um, community wellbeing inbox, which we all manage, or via the customer service centre at Guildford Borough Council, we feed those through to the hubs. We have two hubs, one in Shawfield, Ash, and one in Park Barn, where we help to deliver vital food supplies and uh, the collections of medication and prescriptions for people that have been struggling um, or shielding since the lockdown situation. So that's been incredible. As part of that, we call um, quite an amount of people each week. So they are uh, residents that we would have met prior to lockdown, uh, but also uh, our older community. So residents that are um, part of community daycare services, um, and we call them regularly once, twice, maybe three times a week if people need that. So it's been, it's been incredible. It's been a real um, having to adapt, but we've been placed in a role that is still very supportive. Um, as part of that, we send out regular newsletters still. Um, we've connected in a really different way in that people are sending us photographs and the creations that they've made, you know, we, if we put an activity in the newsletter. Um, and if anything, actually, it's extended the reach that we have with people around just connecting uh, because people have got more time at home. So it's been, it's been an incredible shift. Uh, we host a Facebook page. My colleague Claudia um, manages that and uh, our followers, have, I think we've reached about 800 now. 
the newsletter is well received. So hugely, I think what I'm, you know, what I'm alluding to there is connecting and being communicators and signposting. And, and that's been amazing over the last few months. It's been strange because all I've ever known in the role is being with people <laughs> every day, you know, whether it's an individual person or whether it's in a group organizing an event or, or doing something other. So it's been really strange having to work from home. And I resisted that. I kept saying to my manager, Oh, I'm not sure. I, I don't think I can, you know, customize myself to it, but I have now because we all found a purpose and that purpose still was helping, supporting, getting people that, you know, what they needed, even, you know, in a virtual way, most of the time you're on the other end of the phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not quite the same, but a virtual way. Project Aspire, now known as Aspire, um, supports uh, and fundamentally there for, for individuals and community groups that may need some support. Again, that is linked with um, the environment or promoting physical activity or well-being. Um, so again, it's, if you can um, consider that, if you were looking to apply, the application form is really easy. It's like a two-page submission you can just email it through, uh, it get, kind of get looked at and you, you get to find out whether you've been successful or not uh, quite, quite quickly. But fundamentally, you need to look at promoting well-being, physical activity or environment. So would it be helpful to have maybe a couple of examples of, of previous funders that were successful? Uh, sure. I would, I would like to ask you uh, something before that uh, in relation to Project Aspire, because I used it successfully, so I'm the one of the... Successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm wondering if Aspire is a just unique for Guildford, or there are other um, projects on national scale. Because a lot of people who listen to my podcast have a clubs all over dotted UK, and they sometimes struggle with finding um, funding. Is that something that government does, or is it that the idea from Guildford? Uh, Aspire has been, as far as I know, Guildford-driven, but most local authorities will hold community um, funds. So it really is worth, whether up and down the country, it really is worth um, contacting your local council, asking if there is a development team or there is community development funds, which normally most, I believe, authorities will hold. So it really is worth applying. Aspire has been driven by community need and actually you know offering people back that opportunity to do something which you know you'll be in tune with Liz so it's about fundamentally kind of giving a bit of a, a step up but also about groups and and individuals actually that just need a little bit more which is quite unique to some of the funding pots that tend to be out there but in answer to your question it really is worth asking local authorities where they hold community grants and most of them will do Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'm working with the uh, Project Aspire, what, four or five years now? Yeah. With, yeah. Your, with your support and stuff and, and, and both your team and uh, your boss, uh, Samantha. Uh, it's very helpful, very um, caring and promoting all the community stuff. So I recommend going to the council and, and speak with people and, and you can do amazing things. Now, as you mentioned before, give us a few successful stories from the Guildford area. Um, and how did you manage to help them and what they do? Yeah, well, I kind of went back, Les, and had a look at some of the previous applications. So not all of them would have been mine, um, but certainly to give you a flavour of kind of like the diversity. So we've had schools apply and that could be either gardening or physical activities in the schools. 
um, some of the community centres they've applied to based on some of the things that they want to run within their groups. Uh, and they've been either individual applications or been groups. And in the main, um, primarily groups, but they've come from churches where perhaps they wanted to um, either look at supporting a new or existing group. Um, some schools have applied for gardening clubs, etc. Um, one of the ones I remember visiting was a Saturday sports club, which is a group for children with um, additional need, uh, physical disabilities, based up at Surrey Sports Park one Saturday. And that was a really lovely visit. Um, so I met mums and dads and family members and their application, I believe, was for some more um, equipment, some of the soft play. And uh, just watching the children enjoy that and, and looking at the bits that we were able to help fund was just really, really endearing and, and lovely to see because without that, I think they probably would have been struggling for, for a bit longer. Um, it really is mixed, but as long as you, you're linking it to um, health, well-being, perhaps the environment, it may be that you want to kind of look at finding a plot where you can grow some vegetables or bringing people together. I know everything's a bit up in the air at the minute, but um, yeah. certainly as long as it, you know, strikes a chord with well-being, either individually or people working together, then it should be a successful application. Excellent, excellent. And uh, it's really worth it there. Like I said, I had it done with you before. And um, we've been successful twice at the moment. So it really yeah. helped bring the, bring the people together and uh, open up the club for elderly and, and uh, uh, with younger audience as well. Um, so how... how how did you adapt, you and your team adapt to, uh, since lockdown? You mentioned that briefly, uh, that you're working all from home. Absolutely. It's been a real transition because for a team that, you know, fundamentally bring people together, work with people, talk with people every day, it's like gone from this buzz and just this hive of activity with all of that to kind of sitting at your desk at home. And <laughs> but we found new ways. And, it, and I think I mentioned earlier, it's been quite striking how... Um, we, we've actually increased the amounts of people that are kind of connecting with us and people are sending photographs um, of their creations that they've made. Um, one of our team suggested letters to a stranger and I believe we're at about 54 poems and letters that have been sent in and what we do with those is they're printed off and they go to our Meals on Wheels, so mm -hmm. our Community Meals customers um, for, for those that may be in isolation not seeing many people so that's been amazing to see that. I think I mentioned Facebook, the growth on Facebook's mm -hmm. been pretty phenomenal. And again, that connection with people, you know, sending in pictures and connecting just in a different way, which we've all had to do. So it's been quite something to adapt to. I think moving forward, we have to think about what that might look like safely for everybody going forward. And we're starting to have team discussions now about what that might look like. Um, we've, we've put together a... Um, a kind of comprehensive, I don't know, list, I suppose we could call it, um, creatively uh, offered to our manager about what we think could be a good way forward with some of our projects, adapting them in a more um, virtual way or in a safe way. So as we know, things are changing all the time. We heard this morning that the two metre rule might be reduced to one. So, you know, if, if that happens, it may be that we can, um, you know, start looking at maybe some of our community groups again. Those, for people that don't know, are really just about um, confidence building, self-esteem. There are a lot of people in community that don't actually 
uh, feel very confident in connecting mm -hmm. either in groups or individually. Um, you'll know we're based at different centres, so just encouraging people to come through, come to the coffee shop, just as a real lift to people that might be in not such a great space at this minute. And then by getting involved in activities or volunteering, that's another huge thing that we do, enable people into volunteering. Mm -hmm. um, it just helps create change for people and that first step into going back into training or employment or education, whatever you know the, the path is that person's currently on, we're really there to help with that. So in a very roundabout way, we're often asked, well, how do you measure that? How do you, you know, where, where's your success? Um, and it's really is difficult for anybody that's um, uh, aware of community de development. How do you kind of tick all the boxes to say, we've done this, 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 and this. Often it's, um, it's quite silent and it's done behind the scenes because I'll connect with somebody, they have a really good experience, they join a group, off they go, you know, they fly, they flourish, and we might not hear from them again. But I think um, for a value for money, if that's, if that's quite a difficult question that people want to ask, you know, how do your team prove your worth? How do you earn your salary? Um, I think in a very roundabout way, we do reduce um, some of the expenditure at Guildford because we're helping through, through different forums. So whereas somebody might be having a really difficult time, phoning up the council every five minutes for help, um, if we've connected with that person, then often the cases we've kind of, helped right at the onset to enable help into mental health service or it could be you know health and well-being a club and activity and that has reduced actually the cost that would be impacted on Guildford in a different way so it really is hard to measure our work none of us ever um, underestimate what a incredible position that we are in and uh, I, I hold that very dearly most days it's it's a really valuable position it allows me to connect with, you know, little ones right through to, um, we've had a lady of over a hundred that's been sending us letters and yeah, you know, it's been amazing. So to still have that, you know, to come from a role of community safety and to be what's that, 18 years, 19 years, 18 years, 2002, to be in a position where Guildford have recognized um, the need uh, and the support for wellbeing it's just been amazing and I hope it continues. <laughs> Who knows? With a very tricky future ahead, but it's been um, invaluable and I feel very, very privileged to be part of it and working with so many amazing people. Sure. Um, it, it kind of had to, uh, the lockdown had to impact your, because um, you've got a great project of community fridge. You've got a swap shop or a, or a charity shop on the bottom. Yeah, the hive. Yeah. And you've got the, the hive. Is that the new development? So that's kind of hindered it a bit, isn't it? Yeah, the Park Bond Centre is soon, it's going to, basically in April, we were hoping to, you know, um, go full out on a, on a massive promotion of, re, of changing the name of the building. The centre has to become much more a building for all ages, all generations. And, and we just felt that a name change would support that. And uh, so we, we started to kind of drip feed that out. It's going to be called the Hive. Um, but part of the Hive is a whole host of other kind of um, opportunities for people to get involved from the play zone for our younger generation, the coffee shop. Um, and also we have an area where um, people can donate items and then people can come either collect. What we're doing now is literally we're bagging up and people can just come and take rather than they come and uh, filter through. It's, it's a, a big unit on site. It's almost like a shop now. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so that hopefully that we, we, will resurface that but at the minute 
Um, Georgina is currently working three days at Park Barn. So if people come to us and they have been, some of our school link workers have said, you know, could we help with these items or can we get these items? And we will bundle up what we think is appropriate. And, you know, we're able to get those across to families and individuals that need a bit of a hand. Um, some people have been have moved even in this time. So, and they might have moved and, and need a kind of a little bit of um, help with some household items. So that is still operating, but just again, in a very different way. The community fridge has been outstanding. We're supported by um, three organisations. I think it's Co-op, Fair Share, M&S, um, and Cheesemans. So those items have actually been still coming in, but also helping with the food parcels. So any of those items, you know, fresh, uh, whichever they may be, they're, they're going towards the food boxes that are going out to people on a, on a daily basis. I must just mention Positano. They're an Italian uh, restaurant in Guildford and they have been outstanding. From the onset of lockdown, they, uh, through Guildford Lions and um, colleagues of Voluntary Action Southwest Surrey, we enabled um, the coming together, all of us working together, and they deliver over 100 fresh meals, pasta meals every week um, to the hubs, which then go out to families and individuals absolutely outstanding I mean, we can't praise the um the restaurant enough for all their incredible work franco and his team have just been um phenomenal in um supporting the community and we've seen so much of that people coming together and that normally would just be behind the scenes you know never really surface yeah. with all the amazing things that they're doing so watching that has been really heartwarming and um incredible to see all the amazing things that people are doing behind the scenes so Big up to Positano <laughs> and uh, everybody else that's doing, you know, all of these things about supporting each other at this difficult time. If you, if you send me links, I, I uh, put them in the bottom of description. Yeah, of, yeah, of course so, I will. Yeah. So we can share with them. Um, what I noticed from your work is that you kind of, uh, people who know people. So through you, I've got the connections with kind of few organizations like Oakleaf, Welcome Project and stuff like that. So you kind of, uh, in my opinion, the, the connector. Thank you. You. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, you know people who need to know other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a conversation that we've had because we've actually even developed that even further. So all of us have our own sets of skills to bring to the team. Some of us have been here longer than others. And I don't know whether that's always a good thing <laughs> to be, you know, okay, so I've got 18 years behind me, but we've got um, fresh skills and new ideas and real creativity within the team now. Uh, but absolutely, yeah, I think if people come to us, there isn't probably, I can't give an example where we haven't been able to, even if we didn't know the question at first, we'd go away and between us, one of us would come up with the answer or the solution or the recommendation to go to a particular group or organisation. And um, again, I find that a real amazing thing for us as a team, that collectively we're quite, it's quite, quite a powerhouse, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. We've got quite a lot of I, knowledge behind us, yeah. I know, because I'm co constantly coming up to you with my questions, but you don't know answers. <laughs> I have to check, we have to figure out something. <laughs> what are we here for? <laughs> um, what do you think will be the future of the Aspire? How, what are you going to evolve? What are you going to do? What's the plans? Yeah, um, for Aspire, I, I, 
the the um, the longevity of Aspire, that's something that I can't answer because that sits with uh, senior management and, and, you know, kind of our corporate management team. But I'd like to think that there is an element of um, support there, whether it comes under the banner of Aspire or through our community grants. Um, it's very well received. And, you know, as I was saying earlier, often actually those onsets of enabling people up onto a platform to get them somewhere else is is um crucial for a whole host of reasons not not least of all sort of financial so mm -hmm. i'd like to think that a spy will continue but i can't 100 percent answer that because that doesn't kind of sit with me but the well-being team similarly if we can create a way forward that is still connecting still supporting um still being that um as kind of you've said, a bit of a one-stop shop in enabling people um, to the help and support that they need, then hopefully there, there's a future for our team. But it's a difficult time, Liz. Yeah. Who knows? It's a really difficult time. Um, people are going to be coming out of a whole host of situations. And I think going forward in September, we, you know, we'll, we'll see potentially an increase in help that's being asked for because uh -huh. people have struggled through this time, but um, it's still very difficult. I'd like to think that we're still here and maybe we're having a chat in a year's time, but you know, who knows? It's very, very difficult. It really is at this time. Um, could you tell us where we can find information about Aspire wellbeing, uh, community wellbeing? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If you were to, um, so we have our own, you can connect to us through Facebook or um, one of the, some would say older fashioned, but I still quite like the idea of we send out regular newsletters. Mm -hmm. um, so people can have regular updates from us that way. Um, I believe we still, we tweet, so we're on Twitter. Um, but if people just wanted to kind of do a search, you can go um, onto Gilbert Council web pages and put in community wellbeing and a whole host of information will come up there. It tells us about what we do tells you about the grants and a whole host of other things but so there, there's lots of different ways um either directly through the borough council website or you, you can come direct to us so and sign up to a whole host of things the facebook i think is probably the page where you can see all of the interactions and it's really up to date mm -hmm. um, but i have to say the newsletters um we've been issuing those weekly since march um, and they've been very well received as well because we try to keep the government guidelines as up to date as possible. Mm -hmm. um, we've put posts in there about, you know, creating your own face masks. So they've been really well received as well. But if people just want to independently do it, they can actually just go onto the Borough Council website and find a whole host of details there. Awesome. Um, it was a pleasure to have you, Tracy. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the great information. I'm going to post links to your website and Facebooks and stuff like that in below. And if you can send me the list of helpers who you mentioned, I tag them as well. So maybe they can listen to it and appreciate it. Lovely. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Liz. No, Thank you very much. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.